Hello, welcome back to the podcast, Your Life Transform, the journey to becoming a better you, where I started this podcast in order to give back more time, more time to discuss what's important to my patients and what really matters, things that I can help to educate you, motivate you, and ultimately also learn from you, things that unfortunately the insurance um will not repay back. So that's the point of this podcast. Today, I have a guest on the show, a very dear friend, um, Dr. Megan Williams. She's a really good friend and a colleague of mine. And we've had a conversation um, talking about her transformation that she's going through. And I thought it would be perfect for this podcast because we're all going through something. So today, the topic of the podcast is going to be titled what does it mean? What does it mean to be female? And we are going to kind of jump in and dive into her journey that she has been going through over the past um, several months, because I thought it was good to educate you guys. And honestly, like all of my other topics, just have a conversation about it and put everything out there because I'm sure it is other things that I've heard from my own patients things that they're going through as a female and really knowing your worth. So I thought it was important to have a conversation with her and bring her on this podcast. So what does it mean to be female? So hello, Dr. Williams. Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for being on the podcast. So earlier we kind of touched on it and then I was like, wait, I want to kind of include this on my podcast about What is it like to be female? So kind of take us through some of the things that you've been doing over the past couple months, like your transformation, maybe giving a little bit of background of where you started from. So we can kind of talk about a little bit of background of where you started from and then kind of what are you going through now? So to give everybody a little bit of background, uh, by trade, I'm a family physician and I also am a diplomat of, uh, of the obesity medicine. So I uh, did obesity medicine fellowship and until September of 2019, I had my own weight loss uh, practice um, and basically guys was just working a lot, uh, 100 hours plus a week, um, really just giving my all to everything, um, my all to my patients, uh, my all to my family. and ultimately not really leaving a lot for myself. And I think that's that's really the cool thing, um, Dr. Hamilton, about the opportunity to speak today is it's to really to let females know that you're not alone in this because whether or not you're a physician, whether you're you know, a lawyer, w- whatever the case may be, regardless of profession, point being is I think that as, as females, um, we're kind of, um, our, our culture is one of uh, sacrifice. I think that's kind of a, a common theme for females. And so basically just figured out that I needed to kind of adjust, adjust fire. I need to change my life. Yeah. And I will agree. Cause, um, I've seen her a lot in conferences and, and over the years. And I think that we're all kind of in this trap where, um, you're, a, we're both working parents and working wives and three kids. yeah, three like kids. And so, and like I said, it, I don't think it matters on the profession. I mean, we're all trying to do the best that we can in all aspects, in all areas. And so we're kind of expected to perform well at work. We're expected to be a great or good mom on most days. And then we're also expected to be the wife. And so oftentimes that 
comes with making sure the house is picked up, cleaning, cooking, and it's just multiple jobs that everyone is juggling. So I remember I saw Megan several, maybe even last year, and she, I could tell like she was just worn out. And so, and not doing some of the things that she used to like to do, like I always talk about make sure you have like your outlets. Like, you know, I think most of you guys know now I like to work out. I like to run, um, you know, make sure you have kind of your outlets to go to because there's a lot of stress and other things that can, can overwhelm you. So, um, last year you were going through, um, kind of a stressful time. And I commented, like you had stopped working out and on ultimately stopped taking care of herself in order to kind of take care of everything else. And, um, I could just tell she wasn't doing well. So what did you do to kind of recognize that? How did you recognize that? And then what happened after that point? You know, I think, unfortunately, if I'm being completely honest, um, the big transition point was that I physically couldn't do it anymore. You know, I was sleeping as little as two hours a night, um, you know, working, like I said, you know, up to 100 hours a week. And, and it was just, I got to the point where I was physically and mentally exhausted and quite honestly, probably just a few steps away from completely losing it. And I think that's the opportunity that I really want to convey to anybody who may be listening is don't wait until it gets to that point. Um, you're worth stopping and taking care of yourself. It's a total cliche, but you can't help somebody if you're dead. You can't help somebody if you're not healthy. Um, and and I think that, you know, really to be comfortable with saying, I'm good enough, I'm worth it. Um, you know, you don't have to put your husband husband's needs before yours or even your children's needs in so much as if you're not exercising and eating right, how do you take care of those kids? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so literally you're asking me what changed and it was really to the point where it was just, you know, life was just a little bit too much. Um, and I just wanted to lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. Just so she realized it at the point where she just physically and mentally couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, for most people, that's a lot of times what happens, but it's important to be able to recognize it kind of before that point. So once you got to that point, what changes did you make, right? Because at this point it was difficult to even take care of your kids, to take care of yourself, to do anything. So what did you do at this point? So I want to preface this by saying, obviously I'm not, it's, it's, I think everybody's in a journey in life, right? Like I'm not, I have not arrived. I am not by any means a perfect model of this. Um, but really was making decisions about what I was going to say no to. You know, as a family physician, I love my patients. I love taking care of them. But my practice had gotten to the point where I felt literally a burden of, of you know, 2,000 patients' lives, you know, worrying about whether or not they were taking care of themselves, getting phone calls, you know, asking for this or asking for that, which to be clear as a physician, that is part of my responsibility, but it had just gotten so much, you know, worrying about the kids, you know, my daughter's not doing so well in math or, you know, my oldest is getting in trouble at school. And it was just, you know, my dad's sick, my mom's sick. So it was just all of these things. Yeah. And so I guess, and I'm sorry, Dr. Hamilton, the question was. It is a burden to carry. Um, so that's definitely understandable. So what did you do to almost like bounce back? So no. And, you know, I was looking on somebody's Facebook, somebody had posted that no is a complete sentence <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. And I've struggled all of my life with pleasing people and saying yes, because I didn't want to hurt somebody. 
and you know saying yes because I wanted somebody to like me saying yes because I felt an internal obligation to do so and I think the biggest difference has been just saying no yeah you know um, closing the clinic was one of the most difficult things that I had that I've ever had to do but basically it was saying no to this perpetual demand um, and once again like I said I love my job I love being a physician but in life, I think really the best way to reduce stress, the best way to take care of yourself is really to have some degree of discernment about what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Yeah. And so now when I look at something, if I don't want to do it, I really ask myself, do I really want to do this? And if the answer is no, well, the answer that I'm going to communicate to you is no. Yeah. It's a hard place to get to, but I think yeah. it's important. Yeah. No, I will agree. So one of the ways is as females we often give and give and give and one of the things that i also would agree with dr williams is the ability to be able to say no i've often said that to my patients when you feel overwhelmed or stressed out because then that can lead to your own demise interior deterioration and so you can't be a good anything if you're not necessarily taking care of yourself so let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about and real quick i want to add to that the saying no to guys the thing that i really want you to consider i think it's important to consider is that sometimes we get ourselves trapped in i have to i have to i have to well i Mm -hmm. can't say no to that because i have to but i mean really dig down deep because i mean there's very few things that we really have to do right and so in that process of saying no don't allow yourself to make excuses because with my clinic, I was like, well, all these patients are depending on me. I have to keep my clinic open because all these patients, I can't say no to that. But really at the end of the day, let's be honest, somebody's taking care of them now, right? Yeah. And as much as I miss them, as much as I love that, that was something I could say no to, but something that for the longest I was rationalizing that I couldn't say no to. Yeah. So I really, really hope that listeners understand that the the key part of saying no is just being honest about what you really have to do and what is okay to say no to. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I went through that recently, and so I totally understand that. Um, so to kind of switch gears, let's talk about um, kind of depression. That is something that you have struggled with um, for a very long time. A lot of my patients struggle with this, and I thought it was amazing kind of to see you on this kind of new journey um kind of to come through that almost like recognizing things about you that you didn't necessarily see before and i think it's important to talk about that because um a lot of my patients and people in general do not think they're worth something because they're female and they've been told lies essentially from a very young age and that's one of the reasons i didn't label this what is it like to be a woman because we, it starts young, toddlers, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, you know, what is it meant to be beautiful? What is it meant to be, you know, prosperous, successful, like all these labels that kind of get um, put on us. And a lot of people have a difficult time kind of as they get older and become women or become in the, you know, adults struggling with this because of the things that they learned as a kid. So parents if you have and this is not just uh, this is labeled for women but this is for young people in general just pour into them pour into their work um and let them know that they're worth something because when they grow up it it matters and so let's kind of talk about your own journey you struggled with that for a long time but you are now almost like doing a lot of introspection and seeing the other side of that and realizing that you are worth something Um, so just 
give them a little bit about that. So I think, um, I think the bigger thing is, you know, I had a friend tell me that to have somebody in your life, it's an honor for somebody to be in your life. Um, and it sounds a little bit cliche, but really and truly, I really want to challenge the listeners to think about the fact that letting somebody into your life is an honor. And if they're not respecting that honor, yeah, let it, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that the other thing we were talking about this, this morning, it was, and I don't want to misquote, it might've been Tony Robbins. I can't remember who said it, but that what people think of you is none of your business, right? So it's this concept of perseveration over, I wonder if they think I'm pretty enough. I wonder if they think I'm smart enough. I wonder if they think I'm kind enough. I wonder if they think blah, 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 blah. But then the day, who cares? Yeah. That's not your business. Your business is to take care of you and do what you need to do. Um, and certainly not to the, you know, to disregard other people's needs, but I'm just saying that this, for me, that I had this constant perseveration over what somebody was thinking, but what somebody thinks is none of your business because you have no control over that, mm-hmm. right? And I think to touch on the other thing, the other point that you're making about kind of culturation in the States is the value of a woman. And this is something that, that, that I directly or indirectly picked up growing up is that the value of a woman is if you have a partner, which in retrospect is completely asinine. Yeah. How would your value be, you know, clumped with having a male in your life? But I have to tell you, I know for a fact for a lot of females, their worth centers around having a male. Yeah. And for young listeners out there who, you know, you're a teenager, 20s, even 30s, please know that that's not the case. Um, I really think that the best time to partner is when you are 100% okay with you. Mm-hmm. Because I think really for me, what I did was I was looking for somebody to complete me, complete me, to make me feel better when I feel sad to give me love when I need love, but really, I mean, and it's, and I feel so silly saying this, but it's true. Your love has to come from within. Yeah. Right. Like grasping all this stuff outside of you, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. You know, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. And so I think really the bigger thing that I've kind of come to is, yeah, I mean, just, just importance of self-love and that there's nothing externally that's going to validate you there's nothing externally that's going to give you happiness you have to make that decision and so that's a good point that she's she made and um because i know a lot of people struggle with this and you guys all know at this point that i'm christian and i feel like um you can't look for other places for love um that it has to come within um and and it also comes from him right and so essentially that's enough but for a lot of people that's that's not enough and so but it's one of these things that you almost have to like tell yourself um that you are worth something that um you don't have to have kind of these outside sources in order to bring you happiness or in order to bring you joy and we've talked about some addictions right and pleasure sensors and centers and a lot of time food for some people have brought people pleasure and we kind of talked about that in some other podcasts but the biggest thing that I think that she recognized now and um, is in, and it's still a journey, right? Like you just kind of started this, but is to know that don't look for other to other people or don't look to other things to validate you. Like you don't need to get that from a male. Um, you don't need to get that from food. You don't need to get that from a cigarette, from an alcohol, from alcohol, from wherever it's coming from. We were taught a lot of things in our youth 
Um, and then it kind of stays with us as we grow up, but you just need to be grounded in your beliefs and know that, um, you are worth something. And so I think that's very important because as we look to find partners, instead of wanting to necessarily feel like we have to please them in order to have somebody, it needs to be the other way around. Kind of like what Dr. Williams was saying, like it's an honor for people to kind of know you and, and to be able to hang around you. And so they should feel that way too. So you guys kind of need to honor each other, not necessarily do and do and do for someone else and then not get anything in return. And ultimately that makes you feel bad, right? Like, so let's talk about that. Like you have, um, family members that you're constantly doing for and a husband that you often do for. And then when you don't, get the response that you expect or feel that you need and you're looking for it like how does that make you feel like when you're looking for an external source like how does that make you feel and i think it's i assume that this is not an uncommon thing once again that a lot of females do is that that we we serve and we give and we give and we give in part and i guess i never really thought about it but i guess there was kind of a quid pro quo kind of an expectation that hey i do this and you're gonna love me but then the day guys like just i mean of course i i love to take care of my family i love to take care of my husband but i think that i see it often that we carry such a burden mm-hmm. in terms of the workload um and i really want to encourage females to understand hey no, it's not our job to carry everything. Mm-hmm. No, maybe you do need to lo- wash a load of laundry. Maybe you do need to clean the house. Yeah. Um, because especially for people that were raised traditionally, you know, I was raised that I need to keep a clean house. I was raised that, that you know, cooking within the home is, is the way to go and, and all of these things. And it's a little bit of a dichotomous, like it's a little bit of a dichotomy in that you're raised, I was also raised to be a professional and, and here yeah. I have this big job and, and then also having to work within the home. And so the net effect was, she was I was just working all the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd leave exactly. one work and then my second shift at the house. Yeah, exactly. But I think that as females, we need to push our partners to do better and be better. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think we live in a different age now where, I mean, there are people who work at home and that's fine if that's the way it's set up. Um, but if you work outside of the home, you can't expect it, be expected to work outside of the home and then also work in the home and do all those choice chores. Also, you and have to primary person. and be the primary person. You have to push your partner to be to, for it to be a true partnership. Um, cause I think it's changing now, but yes, the kind of the, the way that we were raised, the era that we were raised in you know, the male worked and made money, but I think both of our parents worked also, but I can remember it was my mom that was cleaning and mama. And it's just kind of in an era where it's difficult to do that now. You know what I'm saying? So do not feel like you have to be the one doing that. And I know it's even harder for single moms where you're working and kind of doing all the stuff. And that's where you rely on, on friends and family and and people you know and trust to kind of help you because it will run you into the ground and you need help and start, um, you know, using the kids. I mean, my kids are little and I, I have them pick up their toys. I have them, you know, start getting dressed, doing some of the stuff that they can do on their own to help me out. And honestly, to help me make them productive 
people in the world. So don't feel like you have to do everything for your kids. Like stop picking up their messes and stuff around the house. Like make them pick it up. For example, I mean, my son, he's five. He empties the trash. My, you know, my two-year-old is getting, starting to bathe himself now. And he definitely picks up his toys. You know, he grabs his diapers when I need them. I mean, you need to start recruiting your kids also to kind of help you do some things because you cannot do it all. Um, and you need to be able to administer self self care and self love. And we'll talk about that in another podcast, but, um, that's kind of what it's like to be female, you know, and, and you can't take in, especially like the teenagers and the twenties social media has become so prevalent. It wasn't that prevalent when we were growing up at all. I don't even think it existed really. My space. Yeah. yeah, My space. (laughs) I don't even know if that, I mean, and I didn't even get on that that much. They probably don't even know what that is. Um, anyway, so it's, it's like Facebook now and Twitter and Instagram. And it's the only reason I got into it was for my practice. Cause I mean, I felt like I needed to reach other people, but so I didn't really grow up in that era, but, um, you've really got to be careful on what you're seeing on social media. A lot of that stuff is not real. And so, um, a lot of people often will post only the good stuff. And so that's not how the lives work. You have ups, you have downs. And so what other people Um, are doing on social media is not necessarily accurate. And for my females, don't feel like you have to be a certain size or a certain look or have your hair a certain way or a certain color of skin. I think hopefully we've moved beyond some of that, but um, I know it still exists, but don't, don't feel like because you're seeing movies with all these types of people that you have to become that person. And then if you're not that person, you're something less than. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the biggest thing. Like, I don't want you to feel like because you're not this, you're less than that. And that's kind of the journey that I want you guys to go on to kind of become better at essentially self-love and, and recognizing that you're worth it. And if a person in your life does not feel that way, then you need to get rid of that person. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Really, I think that, it, that it's really so important in terms of, of really knowing your self-worth and, and really understanding that, yeah, if they're not respectful of you, if they're not, um, because I think people, when you demand more of people, you know, if you're doing everything for somebody, they don't have a reason to be better. Yeah, right? that's true. If you're accepting everything, if you're accepting bad behavior, well, they're not going to get any better. Yeah. And in that sense too, I do take responsibility for some of the situations that I've created in that I put up with bad behavior. Mm-hmm. I put up with being mistreated. I put up with people not acting like it's an honor to be in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I really hope that the listeners, you know, I had an attending that said in, in a lecture, you know, three things that the person, you know, that you're lecturing to should take away. I don't have three things, but that's one major thing, which yeah. is push people to honor the fact that you have allowed them to be in, in, in your life. Yeah. Push them. Push yeah. them to treat you right. Push Correct. them to respect you. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I have a lot of patients that are in not the best relationships and a lot of friends that are kind of in abusive relationships. And I've never been in that. So that's sometimes it's hard for me to understand why somebody would put up with that. Um, and I, I don't understand that, but I know people who are in those relationships, it's, it's different for them and they see things different, but I want you to know that it's not worth being in a situation like that where the person that you're with doesn't respect you. If he doesn't respect you or if he puts his hands on you, heaven forbid, or any of those things, or talks to you in a non-respectful way, that's not love. 
That's not love. And that's not something that you have to put up with or, or be in it. Like I have several patients who don't chase men, like don't chase the man. It's, it's not worth it. Young people, it's not worth it. If they're not returning your text or they're not returning your phone calls or your Facebooks or however you guys do it now, then they're not worth being with because they're not honoring you and it's not worth them being in your life. And that's the way you need to look at it. Like if people aren't going to treat me right or respect me or honor me, then it's not worth them being in my life. And I was telling her that I almost, I haven't been in situations where, you know, I don't per se look like a surgeon or, you know, I've been multiple comments on how, I guess how a surgeon should look or act or a doctor or whatever the case may be. Um, and when people make ignorant comments based on my gender, based on my race or whatever the case, I honestly feel sorry for them. I just like, man, they're, they're not, they're ignorant. You know, they have a lot of things to learn. And so that's kind of the way you need to take it. Don't take it personal. It's just, they don't know. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? And, um, the ones who do know, then what they have, then they'll honor you and respect you. And the ones who don't, you just kind of be like, oh, I feel sorry for them and move on, you know, move on. So we'll kind of wrap up this podcast. Um, and again, the question was, what is it like to be female? And so we have lots of responsibilities as a female. We have lots of expectations that kind of culturally has been put on us. And we have essentially... Um, lots of ways that we need to be honored and respected, just like our counterparts. And again, this is not to take away from males, right? There's a lot of good men out there. Um, And so we can, I will be more than happy to have a podcast on what is it like to be a male, right? We know you guys have responsibilities um, also that you guys deal with, but right now we just kind of wanted to focus on female we have a lot on our plate we're caregivers we're we're loving we're lovers um and we work we work outside of the home oftentimes now and if we don't work outside of the home we're working in the home it's still work it's a job like i took a couple of days off work and stayed at home and i was I was like, I'd rather be at work. (laughs) I like the balance of being able to be with my kids and and working, but I could not kudos to all of those moms because I could not be a stay at home mom, to be honest, um, all, all day. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. So thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Dr. Williams, um, for coming on the show. Any other closing thoughts or words that you want to say? I appreciate the opportunity to help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is always to help, to continue on this journey of transformation. Thank you for listening to the podcast, Your Life Transformed, the journey to becoming a better you. And we are going to continue this journey together where we can hopefully motivate each other, tell stories with each other and talk about it and eventually and learn from each other. And like I said, this is nothing against males. There's nothing negative to say. Um, we just want to push each other to do better and honor each other. And I'm more than happy to have a podcast on what is it like to be male? So message me at betterwaycenter.com on our Facebook page or on the website. And I will see you guys next time when we talk about our next topic. Thank you for joining me.